Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. After 50 years, look in that picture. Yes, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But now, 50 years later, I am in the right place at the right time. And because the only thing that I have hope, I never give up hope. And now she's using that hope to help other victims of war. We're joined today by Kim Fook Van Tai. Most of us will know her from a photograph that was taken on June 8th of 1972. She was just nine years old, running naked down a road, her skin on fire with napalm. Now that photo changed the way that we looked at the Vietnam War and indeed all wars. Kim Fook says it also changed the way that she looked at life and eventually it led her to Jesus. She's going to share that powerful story with us today on Connections. The Vietnam War gave rise to many tragedies, some more familiar than others. Now, a photograph of a young girl running naked down the road, her skin on fire with napalm, changed the way the world looked at the Vietnam War. And today we're joined by that little girl that was in that photo. Her name is Kim Phuc Phan Thai. Your story starts back, obviously, when you were born, but you really became someone that everybody knew on June 8th of 1972. That's 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. Take us back to that day and tell us about what happened that day. Um, Yeah, that day, I never forget. Um, As a children in June 8th, 1972, we were allowed to play together inside of the uh, temple area, uh, inside the temple courtyard, then nearby the uh, bomb shelter. So I remembered after lunch, so the, 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 the soldier just yelled for us ask us to run then uh, as a children of course you know we run so fast then I remember I ran just in the front of the temple then I just got into the highway one then I just stood right there I saw the airplane was so fast so close and so loud. Then I just turned my head and I looked up and I saw four bombs landing down and I heard the noise like that. Then suddenly the fire was everywhere around me. And of course, my, my, my clothes was burned up by the fire. And I saw the fire over, was over my left arm. And I used my right hand and I just wrap it up. And then I still remember that moment. I thought, oh my goodness, I got burned like that. So I will be, you know, ugly. And then people will see me different way. But I was so terrified. Then I 
I, I, I just so scared. Then I thank God for that moment. My feet weren't burned. So I was able to run, to run out of that fire. Then I saw my brothers. I saw my cousins. Then some soldiers. Then we all together kept running and running and running for a while. And we crying and, and yelling, you know, all of that. So I remember after that, I felt so tired to run anymore. Then uh, I stopped. Then I cried out too hot, too hot. Then I remember um, one of the soldiers, uh, he gave me some water to drink. And because I say I, I cried out too hot, too hot, he tried to help me. He poured the water over me. And that moment, I lost consciousness. And I passed out. I didn't remember anything else. What next? And that, that, that day. No, that was captured by photographers on film that that photo of you running down the street it is iconic it's something that has been around I know for me every time I look at it and especially now I cry I cried this morning when I looked at it again because my daughter you were nine my daughter's eight she looks like you and it it hurts my heart it was the day first my when my husband when I was talking to him and telling him we were going to be doing this interview said it's the first time that he realized uh, that the world was cruel and that things like this can happen but What's absolutely stunning and beautiful for you is that, yes, you had all of these emotions, um, which I would love for you to share too. You had emotions yeah. before, you know, you found hope, um, but you did. You found hope in this cruelty and everything that happened. Yeah, Tell us a little bit about that journey itself. That true. Yeah. Um, I'm so thankful. Like nine years old, just a little girl, I became a victim of war. And of course, like you said, no hope, not at all. Even everyone just gave up hope on me. And I just passed out. I didn't know anything. And then later, I think the bottom line got not finished with me yet <laughs> because they they put me and they placed me in the morgue and my 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 mother found me in the morgue and uh, of course everyone was expecting to bring my body back to the village for burial but then you know miracle happened one to another and that all the story of the people who was there, their story became my story because I didn't know anything else. That is a really, and I'm so thankful later on. Yes, I have hope. I found my hope in my faith. I believe in Jesus Christ and that hope, that faith in Jesus gave me hope. And I started to learn so much, so many lessons that I had been learned to be strong 
to be, you know, move forward, to work for peace, to love my enemies. And that is really helped me. In me, I have hope. Is now I'm not after 50 years looking that picture. Yes, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But now, 50 years later, I am in the right place at the right time. And because the only thing that I have hope, I never give up hope. What, what do you think of when you see the picture um, still or people bring up the picture? Is it a source of bitterness or grief for you still? Or Yeah. Okay, um, I have to tell you, I, uh, there is the process during the beginning to the end. The beginning, at first, I saw that picture. I said, what? Why did you took my picture like that? I was a girl, you know? Why he printed that picture? I really hate that picture. I was so ugly. I was, you know, why he took that moment eh, that I I was naked while my brothers and my cousin with clothes on. And deep down in my heart, I say, does anyone understand my pain? And that, you know, I didn't like that picture at all. And I just, you know, whatever they say, uh, I just let it go. It's, it's, I hated that. But then, you know, um, when I was a teenager, um, all that picture bring a lot of uh, attention from the government, from the journalists, and it's cost my private life. I couldn't go to school. I couldn't be as a normal people because I was that little girl in the famous picture. I, I mean, like, the more that picture get famous, the more it could cost my private life. I didn't like that neither. <laughs> then, wow, it is so good. The point that when I have freedom in Canada and I became mother during the time to care my my baby I hold my baby and I look at that my picture the more I look the moment that it just moved me to the point that picture just really became a powerful gift for me because the the point that I see I hold my baby and I never never let my child suffer like that little girl so as a mother I have to do something to protect my children my baby not only to my baby but all the children around the world and so I then, nine years old, 
I didn't have any choice. But now, as a mother, and I have freedom, so I make a choice, and I make the right choice. I embrace that picture, and I just dedicated my life to work for peace, to protect, to love, educate all the children. I do my best to uh, for children like that. So finally, yes, I accepted that picture, and and that picture is a really, uh, as I say, is a powerful gift for me. And now I look that picture. I wish no more pe- no more war, and that is helped me to uh, continue to do with all my love to children. That's a very powerful photo for all of us. It says so much with so little. You mentioned your faith, and you mentioned how important that is. You weren't always a Christian, as we know. Tell us about how that all came to be and how you found God. Well, it's not easy. And my my journey is very unusual. <laughs> <laughs> I was raised in the Tao Dai faith. That is the religion they created in Vietnam, Tao Dai. Uh, I was the four, uh, fourth genera- uh, generation in that religion. It means like I was really devoted in that religion. But the thing that uh, uh, when I was a teenager, when 1982, when I couldn't go to school anymore because of the uh, another circumstances happening. Um, then, because I couldn't go to school, and then my hate, my anger, my bitterness, and it just, you know, build up, hold in my heart. I say, what's going on? Why I have to suffer like that over again? And then, I just uh, really, with all the difficult situation, came to me over again. And I, I was under control. Um, everything so difficult. So I went to the library because I couldn't go to school anymore. And I just searching out, looking for the purpose of my life. Why me? Why I have to suffer like that over and over? Why I didn't die when the four bombs drop over me? Right? And what? Why I'm living now for a situation like that? And how can I move on? And how can I have peace in my heart? Even I practice religion, religion. But it's my, my heart is really totally uh, full of darkness, hopeless, and, and hatred, and bitterness. Okay, so I went to the library in Saigon, big, big library. Then I poured out, so I got into the section of religion. I poured out all the, the books of religion, and I just read 
one by one. And I read and I read. Among all the books that I read, it was the New Testament. And the more I read, the more question I had. Then when I read John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. And I say, what? Why do you say that? My religion, Kaudai, I worship too many gods, many ways. Why did Jesus say like that? What was true? I was so confused. And then the more I read, the more question I had. And uh, of course, I kept, you know, all the question in my mind, in my heart. And then like I'm fighting with that. During that time, I was living in Saigon with my sister family. And I thought commit suicide all the time because it seemed to me that I couldn't carry on anymore my burden. And so um, during that time, my brother-in-law's cousin, he was a Christian. He came to visit my my sister family, and I knew he's Christian. So I took that advantage asking him so many questions I had. And he say, God is love. I say, what? You say God is love? Why? Let me suffer like that. I'm a little girl. I didn't do anything wrong. And he couldn't convince me. And he invited me to the church nearby. And okay, to learn more about God, about um, uh, how Jesus died on the cross to pay for our sin. And then I, uh, I'm glad I went, but it's not easy. I, I went to church and I asked God, are you real? Uh, you answer my prayer and I have friend there. And I went to church because I have friend <laughs> and my curiosity is mean like <laughs> I went to church, not mean I am Christian, nothing. I just, you know, seeking and looking for the answer. So Christmas saw a long story, but sure. In Christmas time, in 1982, when the pastor uh, shared the gospel and asked us why we celebrate Christmas, not only here in Saigon, in Vietnam, but all over the world. And then he explained uh, because of Jesus came and uh, uh, to the world and died on the cross later on, and if uh, for our sin, if anyone open his heart to Jesus, and Jesus will come into his heart, bringing peace and take away any burden. Wow, that word it hit my heart because I am looking for that and I need someone come into my heart give me peace and then take away my burden that all I need so after invitation I went to the altar and I just opened my heart 
yes, I need that. And after I pray, I open, uh, I pray, I ask Jesus as my personal Savior. And then my action, I stop praying too many gods as I used to. I respect them, but worship, I pray God through Jesus Christ. And that point, that is amazing turning point for that little teenager, for that little girl. And from that point, you know, the circumstances from outside didn't change even one bit. But my heart had been changed completely. I didn't feel any fear and concern, nothing. Because I know one day I die. Heaven is my home. And I started to pray, God, please help me to learn how to love my enemies because I started to read the Bible. And in uh, Matthew uh, 5, 44, Jesus, I love your enemies. I say, how? How can I do that? I have so many enemies in my life. How can I love that? I used to cause them to death. I used to, you know, wish that they suffer even more than me. That is my satisfaction. And then, wow, now I started to learn. The beginning is so hard for me as I became a Christian. I say, I always fighting, <laughs> struggle with God. God, you have the power, you can do it. But me, I'm little girl. I have so much pain and scarred and, 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 you know, everything. How can I do? Love my enemies. Okay. No way. <laughs> but I started to work very hard and, um, I started to trust and obey no other way. And I just, um, Ask God for help. I stopped asking why me like before. And, um, you know, every time I started to pray, one, two, three, four, my enemies list became my prayer list. Mm -hmm. I, I have a desire. I pray for that. I have the desire to pray for my enemies and I have a, a determination to do it. And then I discipline myself. I apply three Ds. Every single day, I have to make a choice. Every time I wake up, God, please, Lord, help me. Because I'm human being. I cannot do that. But with your help, I can do that. Like my emergency, <laughs> a call to God is Jeremiah. Yeah, three, 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 thirty-three, three. Mm. Call unto me. Yes, I call to God every time I was in trouble. I just come to the Lord and I pray. God, give me strength. Give me a wisdom. You know, it doesn't matter what happened outside, but it's matter of that, how I respond. 
please help me. And so I did keep doing that uh, continually, you know. Um, and then I realized that the more I practice, the easier I can do. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so it became my character, my habit, you know. that That's why now with all the circumstances, a difficult uh, a problem, trouble come into my life. I'm so easy to come to pray, God help me. Help me. Give me a wisdom. Help me to make the right decision. And that is how I am now. And I'm so happy that all of that practicing seeing Christmas 1982 up to now is, is, has been changed me, my life. And I realized that people just say, oh, you are so re- religious. No, I was really practicing re- religious from Kaudai didn't help me. Hmm. And I became Christian, it not because religion. But I have the relationship, intimacy relationship with God. And that is changed my heart, changed my life, changed my behavior, changed my manners. That is me. Thank you. That's a pretty amazing and powerful testimony of what's possible um, in your life when you submit to Jesus and the call that he has on us. And you continue to live that out now using your experience as a child to help other children in the midst of war. Can you tell us a little bit about your foundation and um, how you've been helping children from Ukraine recently? Yes, I uh, since I have that uh, motive, my heart to children, love them, uh, as I shared before. So... I, my dream was become a doctor, but I couldn't do that. And then I keep my dream alive by helping others. So that's the way uh, I founded the Kim Foundation International. I, uh, our mission, we just uh, uh, partnership with another foundation and we, uh, uh, build the house, uh, the like, like the school first, and uh, the hospital, and for children and women, and uh, orphanage home, and uh, library for children, and so that is uh, our mission. And then recently, I was so touched very emotional that I, um, it's just a privilege. Uh, I can be, I, I, uh, I was a part of a mission trip um, to escort the Ukraine refugee from Warsaw, Poland to Canada in Saskatchewan. I did, uh, I get back from uh, uh, mission trip um, the second time in uh, 
in um, August 10 uh, and 11. So uh, each uh, trip, you know, the first the first time I was at the door of the aircraft, and aircraft uh, have the big picture of my picture painted in the aircraft. And now um, I was right there. The sign of my picture is no war with two languages, English and Ukraine. So at the door, I welcome all the people get in. Of course, like when I saw, you know, I have to smile. I asked them, welcome to Canada. Welcome on board. But when I saw a teenager, like young boy and girl and a baby, I couldn't hold my emotion. You know, it brought the tears in my eyes. I just remember, well, 50 years ago, I suffer. Just, I have been there exactly that they are facing now. Everything destroyed and facing with unknown thing that bring me back. Wow, it's so, so hard, so difficult for that situation. And I just cry and smile. And deep down, the second point that 30 years ago, I was refugee to Canada. So two points that it bring me back, I, I was out of control of my emotional. Okay. And so, but at the end, I pray God to guard my emotion. And I'm so happy to be there for them. My present, it just gave them hope. And I, I share with them my message. Please hang on there. Please don't give up hope. You need to have that. So you need to know that the people around you, we love you. We gave a hand to help you. And then God love you. That is I share with them. It is a very emotional. And the second time I I do too, um, but I saw more elder uh, women in the wheelchair and a lot of dogs. They get brought with them, uh, you know, the pet that they love. And more uh, baby. It is so difficult. Yeah, that is... Uh, what happened to me and uh, of course I still have a lot of uh, mission trips uh, come in the future but we not know what the schedule yet 
what better person to be with all of these people coming in and going through something that you experienced yourself. We are running out of time and would love to talk to you for so much longer. For people who want to hear more about what you're doing, want to learn more about your story, how can they go about doing that? Yes, they can go to my uh, um, uh, website, www.teamfoundation.com. And uh, they can read my uh, book, Fire Road, <laughs> that mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I wrote it, um, yes, uh, four or five years ago. Fire Road is my journey um, from uh, the horror of war to faith love and forgiveness hope and forgiveness yeah thank you so much for making time for us we really appreciate it thank you so much and such a privilege yes thank you we would love to chat with you again and just keep this conversation going so important Thank you so much for having me in your program. (laughs) And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.